0: ...war, AI war, and outer space war. We're in 2020, the election. You're you're not yet Treasury Secretary, but... but
1: r- wait, remember what happened right after World War II in Los Angeles? Uh, General everybody. Motors and the car companies yes. bought up the public transportation system and closed them down yes. so everybody would have to have cars, and... Move out to the suburbs, so it was a, it was uh, created. It was a planned economy, planned by the oil companies, by the banks, and by the real estate interests. And you should think of uh, California as being centrally planned by uh, the military-industrial complex, the real estate interest, and uh, the intellectual property rights interest at Walt Disney. And yeah, uh, like Walt companies. Disney,
2: of course. Let's let's ask about this, uh, you know, global insurrection of banker occupation that we talk about here in the. There's uh, uprisings in Chile, Lebanon all over the world against corruption, basically against neoliberal policy. So it's like Reagan and Thatcher was introduced that era in the early 80s. Is that? Is it now come to the end of that era? Are we at the end of the Reagan-Thatcher
1: neoliberal era that was started in the early 80s? I would love to believe that, and that's what uh, I'm trying to bring about, and that's what your show's trying to bring about. We're trying to uh, get over the cognitive dissonance and pierce the, uh, the shell of uh, the pretense that a free market is not a free market for criminals, not a free market for fraud, uh, not the kind of free market that Alan Greenspan believed in until suddenly he uh, woke up much to a surprise, and said, ah, well, good heavens, there's gambling going on here. That's <laughs> amazing.
2: He had that uh, foxhole conversion. Yeah. yeah, He's seeing
0: the mess
1: he's created.
0: But isn't, uh, aside from the outright criminality and fraud, there it is essentially neoliberalism has worked for a large part of the population, I would say the boomers. It, essentially, we've had a pyramid scheme, and it's mostly based on property, but they were first in. So... Yes isn't it naturally gonna end, even if it's not outright fraud, by the new population of younger people who are like, dudes, like, I have to, uh, like, I, I can't live, like, right? Like, I can't afford education, health, anything, property, nothing.
1: Well, what you describe as happening to the young people in America is what's happening to young people in Greece. They emigrate. But Americans don't have anywhere to emigrate to because they don't speak foreign languages. They don't
0: speak, but they're not allowed to because you can't because of the new laws whereby banks overseas won't open any bank accounts for U.S. citizens. Otherwise, the owners of the banks and the executives of the bank face like 30 years in prison here. So
2: So, you'd agree with Stacey, though, that this pyramid scheme needs new suckers. And we're out of the new suckers. The millennials and Gen Z don't. Don't have enough even to get on the pyramid scheme That's ladder. Right. That's right. And they can't emigrate. You're saying. That's right. It's so a they're just going to stay economy. here
1: and do what? Stay
0: rise up. Rise up?
1: There's no other solution. But how do you do that if uh, you only have uh, two parties that are are the same party Mm. with the same donor class? Uh, There has to be a political uh, revolution in order to have an economic revolution here. How are you going to have that? Uh, That's what uh, really we're talking about and what I guess uh, your shows throughout uh, 2020 are going to be about.
0: Economists, Moody's, Yale University, economics department, they all said that economic data suggests that, in fact, Trump is going to win again based on the the
1: data. I don't have the data, but I can see that Trump's going to win again because the, uh, the, the, the Democratic Party have a problem. Who can they nominate that is so weak that he's guaranteed to lose to Trump because the Democratic candidate really is Trump. He's uh, uh, their policy, and the advantage of having uh, Trump in is that uh, not only does he follow the democratic, neoliberal policy, but the Democrats can say, that's not us. So they can uh, say it's uh, not, not our homicide of the economy. Right,
2: well, Clinton and Tony Blair in the UK invented the third way uh, to leave left-wing policies to be in the middle or centrists, but we've learned that actually centrism is right wing. Uh, uh,
1: to be a centrist means you don't change the system, you don't change the dynamic. And if the economy is polarizing, and every economy polarizes between debtors and creditors, a senator mean a senate centrist position means uh, you you let the cre- the creditors control the economy and impoverish uh, the debtors. And uh, that's basically the policy of both parties. So uh, I would anticipate the next four years are going to be another uh, four years of uh, uh, pro-Wall Street uh, Trump uh, policy because that's what the Democrat, the Democrats are throwing the election. It's like throwing a fight uh, because uh, they've made their bets on the other side. Well, you know, a lot of people like to quote Ben Franklin as being, oh, what kind
2: of government do you have? Oh, a republic, if you can keep it. I like to think of Ben Franklin's
1: famous quote, a penny saved is a penny earned. But that's not how you uh, make savings these days. You don't earn your money. I'm cutting you off right there. (laughs) And that's it.
2: Thanks for being on this special Happy New Year show, Dr. Michael Hudson. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Kaiser Report, Episode 1, 2020. Until next time, bye, y'all.